0: Welcome to There Are Good Things Here, the podcast where we reflect on the lessons Katie Hubbard learned about living as she was preparing to die. I'm your host, Norman Hubbard, and I never once opened Katie's journals while she was alive. Now I'm opening them up to you so you can discover resources for your faith refreshing honesty, and unexpected joy for the journey through a painful world with a wonderful God. Well, friends, after about half a year of faithfully releasing podcasts on Sunday night at midnight, I I missed my timing this week, but I have a good excuse. My daughter, Kayla, got married down in Chicago this past weekend. We were all down there as a family And it was a wonderful celebration of Kayla's marriage to Michael. It did set me back just a little bit on the podcast, but uh, I wouldn't change that for the world. And I wish Kayla and Michael all the best as they start their new life together. For you guys, I want to read you two journal entries that Katie wrote in May of 2015, right towards the end of the month, right where we are, in fact. The first one is very brief. Then I'm going to read an email that she sent just to give you a feel for Katie's spirit. And then I'll go on and read one more journal entry where she's reflecting on the book of Genesis. So, this entry from Tuesday, May 26, 2015. Dear Lord, Tom graduated tonight. Tom, by the way, is our oldest son. Great ceremony. I am so thankful I have felt good this weekend. Great grad party last night. Just a fantastic time. So proud of him. By the way, this occasion for us back in 2015 was a time where a lot of our family was together again for Tom's graduation. But they only got to Tom's graduation because of Katie's tenacity. And I want to read you an email that she sent to the principal of the high school just to give you a feel for Katie's Mom fighting spirit. Here's an email that she sent on this day, May 24th, 2015. Mr. W., as most communication is about 90% nonverbal, I heartily dislike email as it's hard to interpret tone and expression. That being said, I'd like to inquire in the most polite way possible and in a positive tone as to why graduation is held in a venue that allows families to only acquire five tickets. Mrs. S. informed me that the waiting list for more tickets has over a hundred names on it. This implies to me that many other people find the allotted five tickets to be inadequate as well. She's urged me to take it upon ourselves to find other available tickets. I'm perplexed as to how the number five was agreed upon. It seems kind of nonsensical. Most students at this age still have both sets of grandparents living. Five tickets doesn't allow for both parents and both sets of grandparents to attend. If grandparents come from out of town, as ours will, it excludes siblings altogether. We're an intact family and do not even have to consider step-parents and the like. Not sure what those people do. I live with stage four cancer and am on chemo, and we live with unimaginable stress, which is why I didn't connect the dots about graduation tickets until now. I know that this is my fault, as you have all striven to communicate clearly and in a timely matter manner. However, sometimes life gets in the way of, of our best laid intentions, in this situation mine, to be a well-informed parent. Thank you for listening to my concerns. I think that you're a wonderful principal, and I have appreciated all that you've accomplished during your tenure at Central High School. Thank you, Katie Hubbard. In response to Katie's letter, the principal actually emailed her back and let her know that she had access to any tickets that she needed. And uh, so there, I just wanted to give you a feel for Katie not feeling great. In fact, her next journal entry from Saturday, May 30th, 2015 begins, Dear Lord, wow, I am so tired. I can't believe all that I've accomplished this past week. But even in the midst of all of that, she still had that Katie Hubbard, Katie Hanson Hubbard spirit of uh, wanting to advocate for herself and her kids. And it worked. And we all got to Tom's graduation, celebrated that, and then a grad party with a lot of family and friends. So her entry from a few days later, May 30th, as I say, she begins at Dear Lord, Wow, I am so tired. I can't believe all that I did this past week. It was amazing. I'm awake a lot at night, though. This morning, I slept until 1040, and I feel like I have a tapeworm. Genesis 41, 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph... And they brought him quickly out of the dungeon, and he shaved, changed his clothing, and came to Pharaoh. After all those years of hardship, poof, it was over, from a grungy dungeon to Pharaoh's right-hand man in a day. Yet all of Joseph's experiences had trained him for this post. Verse 38 of the same chapter, And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Pharaoh recognized God in him. I think that the stories of Joseph and Job lead us to believe that after we have suffered, things will be made right. And I could say today that if Katie could speak to all of us, she would write that same sentence most emphatically. I think that the stories of Joseph and Job and of Katie herself lead us to believe that after we have suffered, things will be made right. Thanks for joining me today, and I hope that you'll return next week for more Good Things Here.